Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This dog was dying. And it was 4.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. And I had to rush it to an animal hospital because there was no vets open. And the dog was dying in my arms. And I walked in there with on the ground and they took the dog from me that I was hysterical crying and they said what would you like us to do this is the plaintiff Miriam Van Beek Johansson she says the defendant left a sickly dog with her and she had to take him to the vet but the dog ultimately died when he was in her care the defendant blames her for the dog's demise She was distraught this dog died in her arms as she rushed him to the vet. But the defendant owes her the $877.88 she paid the vet. And she won't pay her back. This is the defendant, Allison O'Connor. She says the plaintiff brought the limp-as-a-noodle dog with no pulse to the vet and used emergency services even though they told her there was a 5% chance the dog would survive. Bottom line, the plaintiff did something to kill her dog, and she doesn't feel responsible to pay for these vet bills. She's accused of refusing payment. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Van Beek Johansson, you're suing Ms. O'Connor for vet bills that you say she is supposed to pay for a foster that you had of hers. Tell me what happened here. Well, I got a dog from hers. Uh, I got a friend of mine named Dawn contacted me about her. And the 7th of September, me and her talked, Allison. We got together September 9th of 2020. She brought two dogs over to see me. I have a dog, and she's my princess. Well, the dog that I was going to adopt didn't get along with my dog. So she had this other dog that I named Peanut, and um, it got along with my dog, and I kept that dog. I told her, I want this dog. Well, did you adopt the, the dog, morning, or were you still figuring it out? I was still fostering okay. the dog. I was going to foster that dog. Well, we turned around the next morning. The dog threw up. And I contacted Allison and told her I needed to take this dog to a vet. Well, she couldn't get an appointment at the vet, so she told me to make one around Point Pleasant, and I found one. And they took the dog, and they checked the dog over. The bill was $217. She gave them their credit card, but they tried it five times, and it wouldn't work. 
so I paid for it. Okay, and I see that through was, the text that she acknowledges that she should pay that to you. And then what happens? Well, the next day, the dog wouldn't eat. The doctor gave me antibiotics and something for throwing up. I gave it to the dog every day. By the 12th, this dog was dying. And it was 4.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday, and I had to rush it to an animal hospital because there was no vets open. And the dog was dying in my arms, and I walked in there with, on the ground, and they took the dog from me that I was hysterical crying, and they said, what would you like us to do? And I said, do what you got to do. I know I was wrong for paying for making them do all that stuff to the dog. I paid my portion, $547. Okay, are you suing for the CPR and all the other things that they did? I'm suing for the portion that she didn't pay, the $489, and that she didn't pay it for the whole year. They have interest on it. The bill I got was six hundred and seven. So is that a yes or a no to my question? Because my understanding is that you're not suing for the CPR portion and the uh, extreme measures portion. No, I'm not suing for that. I pay that. All right. So now yeah. it's the remainder that you feel she's responsible for and because you hadn't adopted the pet yet. Ms. O'Connor, yeah. you talk to me. Tell me why you haven't paid this. I, the first bill... When she went to that vet, it was another emergency hospital. I asked her to find a regular vet because she refused to come to my vet. I had an appointment in Forked River. She didn't want to drive. How far is it? 20, 22 minutes from Bricktown. It's not far. I said, fine, the dog needs to be seen. Find a, you know, a reasonable vet. She ends up at an emergency vet. That's why it was over $200. She never had the vet call me. Never had me say that, yes, we can do this. Yes, I'll pay for this. Well, how did the vet get your credit card? I called them and said the dog's coming in, but I don't know when, you know what I mean? I They let them know. She never said that's my dog. Okay. So when they got there, they had no idea that she was associated with me until they wanted payment. You had called the vet and told them, here's my credit card, right? So, you, I mean, you yeah. acknowledge yeah. that you need the, the, the dog needed to be seen and you wanted to pay for it. In the end, though, yes. it didn't get charged to your credit card. And why was that? No. They had a wrong number written down. It was okay. a simple mistake. Human error. If nobody All right. called me. I would have fixed it at while she was there. Yeah. You know, a lot of little mistakes happen here and there, and I understand that. All right. So talk My to me issues, about the I, second I, bill. Well, no, the first bill, I have never seen the bill, and I have to have the records. I need something for my tax purposes when I actually, you know, send everything over. I'm a 501c3. I have a lot of other documents to fill out besides a regular, you know, Business. Tell me about your 501c3, your animal rescue charity. Uh, I worked for another rescue for about three and a half years. And when COVID started, I had owned a Chihuahua myself. And What's a Chihuahua? I had lost their owners. I have a, I have a six-pound Chihuahua behind me, a three-pound Chihuahua on me, and a 20-pound Chihuahua next to me. What's a Chihuahua? It's a Chihuahua, a cross between a Chihuahua and a wiener? Uh, yes. Can yep. I see it? Come here, Petey. Okay, then. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Definitely a combo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look at those. Look at that set of ears. All right. So tell me what your rescue does. So we stepped in and we're rescuing small breed dogs, smaller breed dogs that are seniors, special needs. And if I can get younger dogs, I always will. Louisiana, there's dogs everywhere. So I will take what I can save. We had gotten five dogs on that transport. Rhonda and Candy were both brought up to her. 
while we were there, she chose to say foster and asked me if she could foster. I showed up for an adoption. She filled out an adoption application. But the so adoption hadn't gone through yet. No, no. The, right. So I it's agree. a foster. And I that's relevant because if it's a foster, she's not supposed to pay for the vet bills. So you're no, not. not but it, right. Go ahead. But she's also not supposed to make the medical decisions. Right. The vet is supposed to call me. Right. And that's where we I, I explained this to her ahead of time. I explained it to her after the first vet visit. And when we go to the second vet visit, they didn't know about me till the end either. They had no idea it was a rescue dog. They had no idea someone else was going to be responsible for payment. Okay. Can I so ask you, I, have you ever seen the vet bills? No. Have you ever sent her the vet bills, Ms. Van Beek Johansson? I haven't, but the vet has. They emailed it to her. Do you have any proof that they emailed it to her, Ms. Johansson? I send it to you, Your Honor. The what? The proof that they... I have the vet bills. I want to know if she has them. You said the vet sent them to her. Do you have proof that the vet sent them to her? Me, I yeah. just have it. What they, they said, they told me they sent it to her in the email. Okay, is she copied in the email? Well, uh, yeah. my question's super simple. Do you have proof that she got it from the vet? No, they told me they sent it to her. Okay, so I did they? I never received anything, and I've asked Miriam for a year and three months. Send me the bills and the records, and we will take care of this. So why why wouldn't you then send it to her directly if she says I didn't get it? Because she never told me. We couldn't even talk. We fought all the time. But okay. I it's in messages. I have it's them. in the I messages. Yeah, I'm just curious. I love to analyze the anatomy of a lawsuit and how it is that we get to this stage on something like this. I just need proof. I need to be able to, you know, have proof for my taxes and see what happened. I'm allowed to see what happened. If I'm never the seen the bill. The you never provided it a year ago. You killed that dog. You took her to the wrong vet. Why are you saying that to her? What do you think is the reason why? Because she got very, she got very nasty with me, and I, that was the one inappropriate thing. But again, I feel like this was negligence because everything's been hidden for a year and a half. I have not seen anything, but she wants me to just send her money. You didn't put it in the rescue's name. I've never seen a bill that I've asked you to produce in over a year. And if you let it accrue interest, I'm not paying that. That's your problem. You didn't take her to priority like I asked you followed none of the rules like I asked. The dog died within 72 hours of being in your care. So if you would like to pay the bill and take me to court, I would love to show up and defend myself. Yep. I'm here. You're not going to have a business when I'm done with you. Oh, yeah. I understand why people didn't, weren't able to speak to each other. Who's Tammy? She's also a friend of Dawn. She fostered for me right in the beginning when I didn't have a lot of people because I only trust my family and friends, and I've only trusted my family and friends since then. I've never had anybody else foster. This okay. was too traumatic for everybody involved, her, myself, the dog, everybody. I'm a small rescue. I'm able to just keep a lot of tiny dogs at my home, and my husband has patience, thank God. So assuming you see vet bills, I would like... I would like you to see the vet bills and tell me if there's any defense to them. Other, I understand what you're saying. You don't want to be responsible for interest because you have been, according to these texts, you keep asking her for them and she doesn't send them to you. But there's an undertone, just so you know, there's also a, 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 like a little tone in your text about how this is your problem. You killed that dog. You took her to the wrong vet. That doesn't sound like, yeah. hey, just send me the bill and I'll take care of it. You do say later on in that stream of text, I've been asking you for the bills for a year. Will you send me, send me the bills? You don't listen. Yes. You didn't put it in the rescue's no. name. So you agree that 
I, I mean, I'm going to have those bills sent to yeah. you right now, but assuming the 217 and yeah. the 489, you are not adverse to paying. You just feel that you're not, you shouldn't have to pay interest because the interest accrued because she didn't listen. That, and I want to see the record that they didn't think this was poisoning. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I can tell you I've seen all I have all a of... dog and four cats. Okay, I need you to stop yelling, Ms. Van Beek Johansson. Ms. O'Connor, I'm going to make sure that the court sends you all of the vet reports. They, it basically okay. says nothing because they didn't do an autopsy. Okay. So it's not like they say there are signs of this or signs of that or it's this or it's that. They don't know what it was. And it's okay. accurate that, you know, there was an additional 600 spent on extreme measures that she is that is part of the yeah. bill that she is not tr- attempting to recoup. But I do believe that the 217 and the 489 are something that you should cover. I am I agree with you and I am not going to order you to pay the interest because I see evidence in these te- you know the first thing I would do if I wanted somebody to pay something is send them the bill. I don't understand why everything had to be so hostile between everybody. And when it's a foster you don't call the shots. The person who owns the dog calls the shots. So, you know, there's a reason why uh, she expects to be kept in the loop and expects you to keep her in the loop. Anyway, the 217 and the 489 comes out to $706, and I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of the $706. No interest for the reasons I've already explained. Thank you, Your Honor. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff has prevailed. She is going to get $706 from the defendant. Ms. O'Connor, uh, you okay with this? What are you thinking right now? Of course. I just, as long as someone else saw proof of everything, we're good. I never saw anything. So I told her to take me to court and we would deal with it legally. By the way, you said your husband's very, very tolerant. How many little little puppies do you have around your house at any one time? Uh, any one time? On average, let's say nine. But any one time, I've had up to 22. Are you kidding? <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Listen, congratulations for what you do. You do really good things, you know. We're all pet lovers, and good for you. We never wanted it to come to this, so. Yeah, all right. Well, good enough. It sounds like it should have been so simple to work this out. So let's talk to the the plaintiff now who prevailed, Ms. Van Beek Johansson. Do you see how simple this could have been? She just didn't have a copy of the bill. If you'd have mailed it or whatever. I didn't have her address you know, I try to get her address, and I listened to the vet, and they said they sent it to her. They emailed it. So I guess I should have checked on it myself. Well, you could have worked this out so much easier, yep. it seems like, you know. That, and that's yep. really your fault. Yeah. Thank you very much. That'll wrap it up for this case. Harvey, uh, what a shame, huh? What do you think? You know, we've seen cases like this, Doug, before, where somebody says, well, the dog was really sick anyway, so you shouldn't have had surgery on it. Well, the, re- the reality here is you are allowed to do that. You have a right to try and save your pet. And even if there is a small chance that the pet could survive, it is not unreasonable to attempt that. And if the seller caused that damage, the seller pays the vet bills. I burned my foot 
badly when my TV dinner bent and spilled gravy on it. There's a scar that shows when I wear sandals. The lawyer says he won't take my case. Is it because it's a major company? The case that's presented by these facts is what we would call a products liability claim. Products liability claims can be very expensive to put together and prepare, investigate, and litigate for a plaintiff's lawyer who's taking on the case. So they're going to look at a case like that initially and say, how bad are the injuries right. <laughs> for the potential because recovery? They have, to, they have to figure out the math they have to do is, all right, I'm right. going to pay for all the right. expenses because that's right. what the lawyer does, and then I'm going to get 40% of the recovery. Right. So if the recovery is going to be... Right. $1,000, so he's checking $2, the blue book value on right. that recovery. He's looking at saying that's not worth saying, my while. Let me watch. check the book on that. Okay, you got to But usually the, the fact foot. that it's a big company isn't a deterrent to suing. It's like a, a magnet to suing because it's a deep there, pocket. And they can satisfy a judgment. Right. If, if you walked into a room and you said everybody who's ever burned themselves either eating or pulling a TV dinner out well, of the microwave, Well, that's you because no matter how many times we go, go over up. this, you right. don't get a potholder to no, get I something out of a mic. Bare you barehand it and then drop it really or, fast. Or after hold you it in one hand, toss it to the other one. And How toss many times it you got to be bit by the same dog, though? Uh, you know? I want to make that extra trip over to the drawer to get the stupid I even bottle. bought you like this um, rubber circle oh, yeah. that you put underneath the thing you're microwaving oh, yeah. and then you can just pick it up and you Is won't that what get... that's for? <laughs> How many times have we been over this? <laughs> I saw that stupid rubber circle there in the drawer. The gray uh, rubber circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now I know. This is the plaintiff, Tiffany Angel Sheffield. She says she hired the defendant to redo her bad transmission. And the guy got in way over his head. He installed faulty parts. The cops got called, and she just wants her $5,305 returned so she can get her car fixed properly. This is the defendant, Jake Jones. He says he installed a new axle and transmission for the plaintiff. But the extravagant woman won't allow him to program the work in the car's computer. Why should he return the money when he did all that hard work? He's accused of blowing a tranny job. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff hired the defendant to fix her transmission, says the guy was in way over his head. But the defendant says the stubborn woman won't let him reprogram the computer in her car, which needs to be done when new parts are installed, and he's not returning any money to her. It's the case of we have transmission, we have lawsuit. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Sheffield, you are suing uh, Jake Jones and Jake's Rescue Represented here by Mr. Jones, the owner, for $5,305 that you say you are out because he messed up a transmission job. Tell me about it. Yes. In February of this year, my car broke down and I contacted the defendant for a repair, but he did not get back to me in time. So I ended up taking it um, to Jiffy Loop where I never got the repairs done because I got, you know, into a dispute with them where it, with my boyfriend, which he worked there at the time. So we removed the vehicle. Jake is the one that told it. Wait, but why, why did, what was the dispute you had with them about? Because I would think that's where you'd want to get it fixed if your boyfriend works there. 
Yeah, well, they were supposed to do the repair, and then they had said it was going to get done on Monday, and then they just kept changing the day when it was going to get done. And I had really needed my car back because it had already been down for a month. Well, what was and wrong with it at that point? Do you know? Yes. Um, the first thing was that my axle had broken in half, um, and then I guess since the axle broke, it broke the transmission, Ooh. which is what Jiffy Lube said. So, yes. Yeah. So they repaired the um, axle with a 1.8 axle and they had ordered a 1.8 transmission, but I had never got the job done with them. Um, so Jake towed my vehicle away from Jiffy Lube to his shop, which was not actually a shop. He took it to PLS where it was never supposed to be, which I found out is later Is PLS on. someone else's shop? Yes, that's actually a car lot. Um, Mr. Jones, where was it you took her car to? I took it to PLS. They uh, they have a car lot there, and one of the mechanics there is a member of my church. And okay. He does work. They let they allow them to do work. On okay. The side or on the side, hours. right on their property, they allow them to do work on the side. All they right. allow the mechanics to do work after hours. I can't imagine that to be true because there's, I mean, that's pretty neighborly. <laughs> to let you make my money on my property and then someone gets hurt and I get sued because you're on my property. Anyway, so Miss Sheffield, what happens? The car gets towed over to that third-party lot, and what happens? So Jake had my vehicle for about two weeks. When he towed it there, he told me that it would be $1,000 to start the job, which I gave him the day of, and he towed it there and said he would get the job started. Um, a few, like a week Tell later, me again why you didn't he... just have, how much was he going to charge for the job? He charged um, $1,650 for it. As opposed to what Jiffy Lube was going to charge was what? $2,500. Okay, so it was cheaper to do it through him. Yes. But you had, had said something in your complaint that they had disrespected your boyfriend. Why? Because they didn't fix it in time? No, because they, um, they had got into a little argument, basically, and he just couldn't get, like, a clear answer on what was going on with the vehicle. And they ended up saying that they would push it back because they had to put another car in front of mine after it had already been there for a month, which wasn't acceptable to me. So I felt like I wanted to take my car from them. All right, so you took your car, you gave it to it. Jake. Jake has it for two weeks, and what supposedly is he doing? He's putting in a, a new transmission. transmission. So the transmission yes. that he's putting in is not a 1.8, it's a 1.4. Yes. Right. You knew that. I, and why did you pick the 1.4? Was it cheaper? I guess. I don't. He picked the 1.4. I didn't pick that. Okay. So why 1.4 and not 1.8? Do both of them fit in the car? Oh, okay. The car is a 2012 or 2014. It's a 2012 Chevy Cruze, and the transmission that it calls for is a 1.8, but. There was a 1.4 in there. A 1.4 will fit in there. Now, the axle that Jiffy Lou put in, uh, Stevie Wonder could see it was the wrong one. Because okay. it, 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 it didn't fit at all. So they're telling her, Jiffy Lou was telling her that they didn't touch it. They didn't put an axle in it. But if her axle broke, then how is it a brand new axle still in the car? They had to put it in No, there. I think she agrees that they put in an axle and charge her for an axle. In fact, part of her complaint is that you didn't return the Jiffy Lube axle, which she would have returned to them and gotten her money back. She agrees that they put in an axle. I, I, I still have it. I still have okay, it Okay, right that's now. good. Let's it's put right a pin in that. Right let's now. put a pin in that right now, and let's talk about... So you ordered a new 1.4 <clears throat> axle and a rebuilt transmission for her, right? 
a used transmission. Used transmission. And that trans and you were charging her sixteen hundred and sixty dollars plus two hundred for the axle, correct? So eighteen sixty. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. So tell me how it is that she ends up on the property of PLS to pick up her car. Were you done doing the work? No. So why was she, she came why did she come and pick up her car? Because she said that I had had her car too long and she came up there with the police and put her clown suit on. She came in cussing people out and just disrespecting people, telling her she wants her car. She wants her car right now. We told her that the transmission is in the car, the axle is in the car, but it has to be programmed to that computer. Right, but how long does it take to program it? Maybe, maybe an hour. So why didn't you just tell her, wait one hour and come back later and we'll program it? Because... We, uh, the gentleman that works there has to do it after he gets off. Okay. Can after I ask you, Ms. Sheffield, goes. why did you go pick up the car if it wasn't ready yet? Um, well, my boyfriend who is here, he can testify to this. He okay, let's hear Jake. from your boyfriend. Let me hear from your boyfriend. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Leonard Goodman. Can you raise your right <laughs> hand? Thank you. Solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I'll help you, God. I do. Thank you. Go okay, on. go ahead. The Chevy Cruze was at my job, Jiffy Lube. That was the original uh, Axle job. They ordered the transmission, and then they kept on putting off the date on when they would have it done. And they told me that it's, it's not their fault that I broke my transmission. So then that's when we contacted Jake. He came and got the car. Meanwhile, you contact Jake because you're in a rush and Jiffy Lube is taking too long. But if you had left it at Jiffy Lube, by now it would have been done. Right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. That, I'm just trying to make sure you all see that because you're young, I'm not. And right. I, I, I know I'm, I've been through, you know, the devil knows more from old age than from being the devil. It's like, you know, my grandmother used to say to me, Vistame despacio que estoy deprisa. Dress me slowly because I'm in a rush. And switching who's going to do it is going to end up taking longer. Look at it. But anyway, so then um, you end up deciding that Mr. Jones is going to do it. And why did it get picked up? Tell me why, because it sounds like it got picked up precipitously. In other words, it wasn't ready to be picked up because they still hadn't programmed it. So why did it end up getting picked up? So I got off work. I contacted Jake. He said, you can go pick your car up, man. It's done. We have the job done. I said, okay, I'll be there as soon as I can. I, got, I went up to PLS. They told me they wouldn't release the car until one of the workers, which is Christopher, showed up. Because Christopher's okay, the guy uh -huh. who's working on it after hours. Is that correct, Mr. Jones? Yes. Okay, so they need, would need Christopher to say, yes, the car can be picked up or no. All right, so go on. Go ahead, Mr. Goodwin. So I then contacted him once they told me that the car wouldn't be released. He said that the job is done. He has nothing to do with it after that. And I just have to contact Christopher. So I tried to contact Christopher. I got no answer from him. I then went back in and talked to PLS. They said they don't even know why the car is there because it shouldn't be there because it's not a PLS auto car. Right. Then they told me uh, we would have to contact the authorities. That was done. So you and called then the police? That's when, yes, that, that's when Christopher showed up and released the car to us before the police got there. Okay, but what did Christopher say to you about whether the car was ready or not? Did he say to you, we still got to program it? No. Did he tell you it was ready? Uh, I never spoke to Christopher. I spoke with Jake, Mr. Jones. Okay, let me hear from Tiffany now for a moment. Okay, Ms. Sheffield, 
So what yes. was it you overheard going on between Christopher and uh, Mr. Jones? Um, it seemed like that they were upset with each other because Mr. Jones told us that the vehicle was ready. And Christopher said, why would you tell them that? You know that it's not ready. I don't even know what's wrong with it. I don't even know what's wrong with it? Yes. That's, that's what he was saying on the phone to Jake, that, that he didn't know what's wrong with it. Who put in the transmission, Mr. Jones? You or Christopher? Christopher. Well, then how do you know Christopher? Is Christopher your witness? Is he here? No, he's not here. How do, how, okay, he's she's complaining that nobody ever put in a transmission. How do no, I they, know no, that? No, they did. Oh, you know they, they did. did. They did it, but incorrectly. Right, but your right is to be is to be able to pay what you agreed upon with Mr. Jones and to have the car repaired. So when you get there, it is obvious it is not ready, which is very frustrating because no. you've been without your car forever. But why do you take the car? Because there was still something that needed to be done. And now you got to take it to a third place and you still don't yes. have a car, right? Yes. Oh, yes, my but gosh. I only you took cut your because... nose off despite your face. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I only took it because he said that it was ready. Um, no, I know. And, and then I you just... get there. Yeah. I get why you went and there. I get why you were trying to pick it up. But once you knew it wasn't ready, I get why you're mad because you wasted a trip there. Mm -hmm. What I don't get is why you take the car. I had no choice but to take the why? car because PLS... PLS stated that it should have never been no, there. No, you didn't take the car because you had no choice because PLS was mad. That's not true. You took the car because you had no choice because you were mad. So what did you do with the car? Did you drive it somewhere? No, it was not drivable. And right. I didn't take it because I was upset. I took it because, once again, when I spoke with them, they were saying at first we couldn't have it back, that it should have never been there, and it needed to be taken off of their property really? once they found out that it was there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see any proof of that. In fact, let's see the videos that you guys took. You were angry as can be, and you were storming off with the car. In fact, it looks like you're dri somebody's driving the car in the video. So I that was Chris. That was Chris driving my car. I recorded them when I went up there to get the vehicle. Wait, back. just a second. The video is taking place, and I'm still suing them. They're already talking about suing them when you're at at the site. You haven't even taken the car yet. That sounds like you're angry. Yes, I was. I was very angry hold because on, the vehicle hold was on. not ready. I know you're angry that it's not ready, but you keep cutting your nose up to spite your face. Is the vehicle ready now? No, right? And you're on your third place. Hold on. You're right to be mad that it wasn't ready when he said it would be ready. No, and he's going to give me my money, too. Okay. All right, and so you are suing today. You want every penny you paid them back, even though you didn't give them a chance to finish because you're mad that it still wasn't done when he said it would be. Then you're also suing for the job of the new transmission at Edwards, which would mean that you had a car that you brought to the defendant needing a new transmission, but he would be paying for your new transmission because he'd give you back all the money you paid him, plus you want him to pay for the new transmission. How would that be fair? Isn't that double dipping? I've been without my vehicle for months. I've had to spend more money to get myself back and forth to work and et cetera because the defendant lied. I did not go up there and to get the car All back. All this guy did was, was tell you it would be ready today. I mean, you take it to a third mechanic, and the third place is Edwards Transmissions. Let's see. Transmission inspection. No test drive, no pull, and reverse, no reverse. Vehicle doesn't start. Missing battery end bolts. Has wiring misrouted. And the programming, Mr. Jones, there's just certain codes that are required in order to do the programming, right? Right. Now, by Edwards saying that it was, wasn't wired right, Edwards is right. It wasn't wired right because the people that she bought the car from put a 1-4 in it because a 1-8 costs $1,500 by itself. 
So I took a 1-4 out and I put a 1-4 back. Okay. Do you have the codes for programming it? Christopher does. But see, where the problem comes from, we don't know what type of car they took the 1-4 out of. All of that has to do with your programming. Ah, well, how is Christopher going to know it then? How's he going to know? He would have to figure it out. <laughs> you know, it, how long had you guys see, had the car? I know he would have to figure it out, but how long had he had the car? How was he going to figure it out after work that day? Well, there's only certain programs, certain codes, you know, and you just have to go through them till you find how many the right one. Codes are there? What do you mean? There's only certain codes. There's as many codes as there are cars, right? You'd have to ask Christopher that. Now, well, that I, I can't, know. can I? Because you don't have him as a witness, do you? All right. Let me hear. Let's get Edwards on the phone. It's Dwayne. How can I help you? Hello, Dwayne. This is Judge Marilyn Milian from the People's Court. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I have a, a case in front of me that involves a car that I think you you have over there, and I was wondering if you'd take a few seconds and talk to me about it. Sure. Yeah, I'm very familiar with it. Okay. That car would originally have come with a 1.8 transmission, right? No, the transmission's 1640. Okay, and what is the engine? 1.8. Okay, now she is suing the folks who say that they put in a transmission, but they had not yet put in the code and programmed it so that the car worked. But if it's so easy, if the last step is so easy, why haven't you guys done it? Well, number one, it's not that easy. Okay. When you put a used transmission in a vehicle, that TCM, which is inside the transmission, is already programmed to a different VIN. Right. They cannot reprogram it when it's been programmed at once. But then how do people use used transmissions? They don't. Not with one that has computers inside of them. So instead, what do they do? They either buy a TCM, transmission control module, or what we do is re we reuse the original. How does one solve this problem? Is there a way to solve this problem, even if it's a long, convoluted, or expensive way? I'm just curious. What I recommended to the customer was to get the original transmission that was in the trunk and rebuild that one. That's what I priced to her. So are you telling me that there's no way for you to salvage the transmission job that was done? And why is there no way to salvage it? In my experience, we have not had anybody that can program a used computer. Okay. Do you have any questions, Mr. Jones, that you would like to ask Mr. Duane? Yes. The only way uh, we would... He's right. We would need the VIN number of the trans of the car that the transmission came out of. Yeah, y'all got and that? And we didn't have that. Oh, well, then I guess no. that the transmission job that you sold to her is worth bupkis, right? Because she can't do anything no. with it. Okay. I got you, Dwayne. Thank you very much. I'm going to hang up with you and go on with my litigants. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, look, it sounds to me like you bit off more than you could chew, just like Ms. Sheffield said. You then farm this off to a guy who's not here to testify, Chris. Chris is, like, arguing with you that night that this isn't ready. He can't even program it. You made it sound to me as though this was easily programmable. And it's not easily programmable because nobody has the codes from the card that the thing you put in here. The and, and according That's to this right. guy, you shouldn't even do it this way. So I'm going to order you to pay her back that 1860 because there is zero value to the work you did because nobody 
not Chris and not this fellow and not you, not the new guy, has any idea what the program codes are. And nobody's going to sit there and try every program code of every car that's ever been manufactured. Life doesn't work that way. Now, there is a transmission that is in there. That belongs to Mr. Jones. So we are going to make arrangements through Officer McIntosh for you, Mr. Jones, to get back that transmission that is in her car. And then you can figure out what you're going to do with it, because I don't know what you're going to do with it, because according to the training guys, there's nothing you can do about it. So here's where we are. Court is about making you whole, Miss Sheffield. What he's not going to do is pay what it costs to fix your transmission, because you already had that problem when you met him. That would be ching ching, let the cash register ring if he also had to pay you, which you're suing for, the cost of the new stuff getting done. No. So, but I am going to order him to return the entire 1860 because there is zero value uh, to that for you. Verdict for Miss Sheffield. So the plaintiff gets back everything she paid to the defendant. That's $1,860, not the $5,300 she was originally suing for. Let's see what Mr. Jones feels about this. Uh, Mr. Jones, you got to give all that money back to her. Everything you've done has been for naught at this point. What do you, how, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I feel as though I got kind of a raw deal because had she had put the proper transmission in it, she didn't want to spend that kind of money. The transmission for that car cost about $1,500, but the transmission that was in it, she could get for like 800, which I paid for it. So that's her fault because she wanted to put the same thing back. But I mean, it is what it is. All right, sir. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Better luck next time, as they say. All right, Ms. Sheffield, you don't seem delighted, but at least this is something. You're back uh, to square one, I guess, maybe square three at this point. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but what are you thinking? Um, nothing. I'm not really thinking much. Just ready to get my car back. That's all. All right. Well, the judge listened, and that's her decision, and everybody has to live with it. It's over now. Harvey, how do you feel about this case? What do you think? Well, Doug, look, this is a good example of how to bring a lawsuit that this could have been a case where the plaintiff came in and just, you know, claimed he did a terrible job. Well, she's not an expert in cars. She had an expert, and the expert looked at it and said the work was valueless, and that made all the difference. Can they make you get a COVID vaccine shot or lose your job? Well, if you work for a private business, private businesses... Um, can regulate their business pretty much the way they want to, as long as they don't do it in a discriminatory manner or in a way that violates the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA. Um, but they also have an obligation to provide a safe environment for customers who come in for goods or services. So I would, I would submit that yes, they probably can, unless you can show that you can't receive the shot for medical reasons or something, chances are they probably could say, look, every, we have to have everybody vaccinated. We're face-to-face -face with the public. Uh, we interact with them regularly. Uh, we, can't, uh, we can't run the business any other way. So if you want to work here, no one's making you work here. If you want to work here, you have to get vaccinated. If you choose not to, the business 
is going to be sticking their chin out for lawsuits from people who come in and get COVID in the store. Because, well, why didn't you just get everybody vaccinated? Well, we couldn't. Why not? Well, because they wouldn't do it. Right. They have to do it. It's not a, it's not a government. Well, they don't have to do it. They just don't have to work there. But exactly. see, uh, there's, uh, this is a very loaded question because there's a thousand other considerations. For example, yeah. what does your contract with them say? Oh, sure. If there are unions involved, what do the union's rules say? And private industry should be able to do right. what they want. So that'll do it for this session of the People's Court. We will see you next time.